This is very important that if you are looking to be part of this supply chain of this massive organization, which is known as a supply chain, that you really look at and understand the difference between upstream and downstream. And especially if you're like Reebok and you're going to have your own brand and you're going to decide that you're going to go to China or India or Vietnam or the Philippines and you're going to purchase a product from a company. Hi, this is Anita, the Global Trade Gal. Today, we're going to talk about the supply chain. Because if you're deciding to import, export, produce a product, sell a product, you are going to somehow be involved of this massive operation, which is known as a supply chain. Today, in particular, we're going to talk about the upstream and the downstream of the global supply chain. And exactly what does it mean for the upstream and the downstream? You know, some companies will divide their supply chain into what is known as the upstream and the downstream. The upstream supply chain has to do with the contract of the supplier. In other words, it has to do with getting the product produced. For example, if you were a company like Reebok Shoes, in which I many, many years ago worked for a agent where we produced Reebok Shoes, we were part of that supply chain. You know, where the up part of the supply chain was where Reebok would contract with us and then we'd contract with our supplier and then our supplier would contract with their supplier all the way down to the raw, raw material would be considered part of the upstream of the supply chain. Everything that was needed to be able to get the product to Reebok shoes would be part of the upstream of the supply chain. You know, today there's many companies like Reebok and other companies that see the upstream as a very important part of the supply chain. And it's really very simple as to the reasons why. Because if something happens, for example, like there's a shortage of raw material, let's go back to, to Reebok shoes. Let's say for some reason they're using some leather on their shoes, some pig split leather. And suddenly there is this huge shortage of pig split leather. Maybe people are not eating pigs the way they once were. Maybe the leather people are not processing it. Maybe there's just some reason where it just can't be found and they're going to need that little bit of pig split for their shoes and they're not able to find it. This, of course, would have a huge effect on their supply chain. Or let's say, for example, they can find it, but suddenly the price went up, you know, 100% or, or something like that. So they have to raise the price of their shoes. This, again, would affect their supply chain and affect their price and affect their margins. So that is why. You know, as a, if you're looking to do any type of product, you can't really just look at and say, oh, I just want to look at, you know, my own product. Sometimes you really need to understand what's going on out there, especially if you're working for with things like metal. Like, you know, today in the world, a lot of things like the metal, you know, price has been increasing. Why? It's been increasing because some of the issues and problems within the supply chain. And even if you're using just a little bit of metal on your product, it can actually affect your entire cost of your entire product and your entire supply chain. So that is why the upstream of the supply chain is something that many companies will look at and they will look at 
not just who they're buying from, but also some of their suppliers and the raw materials. So the upstream of the supply chain in very simple terms deals with the production capacity, inventory levels, scheduled deliveries, and payment terms. You know, everything to do with purchasing and distributing a product into the warehouse. So you think about, again, if you're a company like Reebok Shoes, you're a brand like Reebok, it's everything to be able to get that product into their warehouse. That is considered the upstream of the supply chain. So now we have the next part, which is considered the downstream. And the downstream of the supply chain is essentially everything that has to do with dealing with orders, repairs, service requests, payment for orders, all aspects to take the product and to get it sold to the end customer. The downstream supply chain involves everything from delivery of the product to the warehouse to selling it to the consumers itself. So the the downstream part of the supply chain would be everything that takes place from the warehouse to getting it to the consumer or in the sense of Reebok, it's everything from it, you know, going into the warehouse, going out of the warehouse, getting into the retail stores, and those shoes getting on your feet. That has everything to do with the downstream of the supply chain. If you happen to have a complaint, or you want to return something, or you have a quality issue, they will be taken care of in the downstream of the supply chain. That is why the downstream of the supply chain usually has parts like the distributor, the um, you know the retailer, and even the consumer would have part of it would be all be part of the downstream of the supply chain. This is very important that if you are looking to be part of this supply chain of this massive organization, which is known as a supply chain, that you really look at and understand the difference between upstream and downstream. And especially if you're like Reebok and you're going to have your own brand and you're going to decide that you're going to go to China or India or Vietnam or the Philippines and you're going to purchase a product from them, a company, that you need to also look at and understand things that might be happening, maybe not directly within your own supplier, but things that will be happening within the upstream of the supply chain, which could affect you and your product. Certainly one of them where this has happened recently has been shipping costs, where shipping costs suddenly have become astronomical and where it has been very difficult in many cases to be able to even get a container to ship your goods. We personally ourselves, we have had containers sitting and waiting, well, good sitting and waiting for you know, at least maybe like we had one that was an extreme case about three months before we could get a container that would come in that we could load and ship the goods out. Why did that happen? Well, that just happened because there is a shortage of containers. Yes, I see that things are getting better now and maybe we'll continue to get better. But even in the United States here, you go to many of the stores and you can see where we've never seen shelves of an empty. And suddenly I've gone into some grocery stores and other stores and you see like some shelves are empty. You can see that there are some supply chain issues. 
And, you know, that has to do with the upstream of the supply chain is having those issues. And, of course, what's happening in the upstream of the supply chain, meaning getting the products into somebody's warehouse, is affecting the downstream of the supply chain, which means your ability to be able to find the products that you want to buy on the shelf. So that is why, you know, today with how complicated the entire supply chain is getting, how really difficult in many ways the supply chain is getting, that you, whether you're a large producer, a small producer, or you're a wannabe distributor, you're a wannabe, you know, import a product, that you need to be able to know and understand the supply chain and what the supply chain means to you. For example, if you are deciding that you want to produce lamps, let's say, for example, and maybe you want to produce a lamp that um, today has mother pearl. Well, I know because of what's happened with some of the supply chain that mother pearl is getting harder to purchase. And it's getting harder to purchase because of the fact that that, you know, the shipping, the gas, the oil, all of those things in some way begin to affect the supply chain. I mean, obviously, if the oil prices are are increasing around the world as they they have been, then it costs more for the ships to be able to get the products to you. It costs more for trucking. It can cost more for many other things which may use petroleum as a base for the production. All of this is important for you to understand what's happening in the world as you are part of the supply chain. So we hope that you've enjoyed this podcast and that you will join us to learn more about trade. We love trade and we think that, you know, trade is really, it's, it's a great thing to, to have and we, it's a great process to be part of. But we also understand how very complicated trade can become, especially in the world today and especially in being part of the supply chain how difficult it can become to be part of this massive organization that is known as the global supply chain. This is Anita from the Global Trade Gal. We hope that you've enjoyed listening to us and do you know consider subscribing to our channel, becoming part of our community. We talk about all things to do with, with trade. We talk about products. We talk about all different things, actually. So we hope that you will enjoy listening to us, tell your friends about us. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to contact us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. We truly do appreciate you.